Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast with yours truly, Flying Smitty. Carson Wood. Welcome back, man. We missed the week again. Yep. But yep, 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 it's yep. almost necessary after having four people in the cast at the same time. It was overload. It got a little crazy. <laughs> Travis talking all fast and leaving early. He did do that. Yeah. He so was, you're glad to have him. I think, yes. That was a, that was a good time actually having everybody. Very confusing. I'm, I, maybe if we went back and listened to the full thing, with we're all over the place, but it's... The, the homies, though. Dow, 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 dow. It was a good time. Yeah, well, and that was Todd's first uh, Todd's first podcast. He'd he never didn't been even, on one before. Or listened. Or he listened. Yeah, he doesn't listen to our podcast either. Or any. I'm just kidding. I think he does. I think he listens to Rogan and all of them. Well, no, he's a true Roganite. He's been on the Rogan bandwagon since like three or four years ago. <laughs> Me too. He's one of those go- gospel... Uh, gospel according to rogan guys like joe rogan said this joe rogan said that so it's more like joe rogan parroted this person joe rogan yeah. parroted that person joe rogan had this guy in his podcast and joe rogan agreed with him i've had a lot of discussions about people in that because they're like he contradicts himself or he allows people on and like and it's kind of like the same thing with him and dave rubin which is another political commentator it's like eh, they kind of just entertain the person and let you hear their full ideas fleshed out which is Great, because there's not enough long form things these days when you're just confined to posts and social media, yeah, and article titles that nobody actually click on and read the full thing of, including myself. I'm not, I'm not sitting here on a on a mountainside preaching down to everybody else. No, I'm the same. I don't ever read anything. Well, you probably do. I don't. I do, and I don't. So I go through like weird fits of where I read a whole bunch. Um, <clears throat> when I was in Spain, especially, where like. I didn't have any internet, so I'd have to walk by and get, like, MMA Torch when that was a thing, and MMA Junkie, and I'd have to download all of the articles, like, in advance, and then walk back to my house, and that's what I would read for, like, a day. But if we're talking, like, real books, um, I haven't read a real book in a while. What the hell did MMA Torch do? Why did they do whatever they did where it's like, you can get all of our content now on our website? Was it just because of ads? Why did they do that? MMA Torch? Yeah. I, I think you know when they, they pushed everybody away from their app, that was my favorite place to go for MMA news. Well, but even then, like their website, I think they more or less shut down as well. Well, eventually, because I think they ruined their main platform, which was their I don't think app. They, I don't think they had enough people to write for them. So I think that they just were. It was like two people like you and I trying to run an entire MMA outlet, and then they were like, you know what, this is a little much, and we're just kind of regurgitating news. As you know, if you spend any time on MMA Twitter. All it is is everyone being like, this person stole the article from here, and this person is just re retransposing all of the things from the MMA hour, and here's you know here's all of these things, and that's why I stopped ta- like watching the MMA hour as much. I mean, it's great. Ariel Hawani's awesome. He does a lot of interviews, but I hated coming on this podcast and just regurgitating like, if you didn't watch the MMA hour, here's what you missed, <laughs> which is a lot of what our first podcasts were when I was listening, you know, listening to all. And knew Chell, to be fair. And Chell, but Chell's podcast got atrocious. And I well, no, listening. I'm saying as far as like if you're doing the MMA hour, I was essentially I'll just like well, Chell said on his podcast yeah. today, it's like, what are we just? We'll just we'll give you the summation in long form. We'll give you a long form summation, yeah. contradictory of what <laughs> other people said. Who got that from other people? Who yeah. got that from other people? Allegedly, I don't know, but it, it's it's interesting. Um, I miss MMA Torch. I loved it. Yeah, they did a really good job because it was a it was a legitimate summation. Like you go on there instead of reading something where someone 
did a long form summation, they just would be like, here's, here's the meat and potatoes of what you need to know. And I feel like that's why I like Twitter as as well, because now, I mean, people get 280 characters now, but they used to have to be like, cool, here's what's going on in 140 characters. But I stopped following a lot of the news outlets because all they did is retweet the same thing. So my feed would just be the same thing, like retweeted five or six times every hour. And so I had to just start muting things so I could actually see opinions rather than just like, this fight's on, this fight's on, this fight's on, this fight's on. I was like, no, 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 no. Here are the people that give my opinion on the fight that was just announced rather than just retweeting or or rehashing the same information. So you're doing a bad move. You need to hijack Twitter hashtags. You need to go back to that. Look what everybody else is hashtagging. I'm like Mickey Gall saying he's going to beat Randy Brown's ass, make the worst night of his life. Just put hashtag me too. That's how you get in there. That's how we're going to get retweeted. <laughs> you do it. Too. Yeah, you're doing it right now. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's bad. I'll do... Uh, <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not even going to say anything. I want to stay away from this. That's Why? I'm make an inappropriate joke. <laughs> because hashtag me too is a legitimate thing, and those women have no, a, they're a not, they're not doing anything. On. They're not doing... No, half of them aren't doing... Like, it's guys doing it, too. It's It's not doing anything. Speak up about it. We won't get too much into this. We're sorry, everybody. But if if there's something that actually happens, go through proper authorities. Doing it on Twitter is stupid. Uh, I disagree with you. And this should be a whole... This is why we need a different podcast outside of MMA. Because the fact is, is Twitter gives you a platform where you feel like you can be a part of something where you feel like going through the proper authorities, they might have they might have turned you away or not believed you. And it was actually a really funny Twitter conversation that I actually saw where it was like, most of these women out here are liars. And the lady was like, put some kind of th- statistic and was like, put hashtag me too. But no matter what we say, you're going to believe that we're liars anyway. And she put a statistic and the guy below her was like, I don't know. I can't really believe what you say. <laughs> but he was 100% serious. He wasn't trying to troll her. He was 100% serious about how like you couldn't trust women. It was like. Oh, this guy, man. He just proved the entire point and just turned it in one big circle. Uh, so, I mean, it is what it is. I feel bad, and I'm glad the women feel like they can actually speak out about it, and it gives them a platform to find women just like them. And so you might disagree with me, and you might feel it's stupid, and you might feel like... I'm just sick of being told that uh, on things when uh, I, I don't love it, that it makes me uncomfortable. You're just uncomfortable talking about this. No, I've had legitimate conversations with people. Again, we won't get too much into yeah. this. We're sorry, everybody that had to get on this diatribe. But um, it's like I've had conversations with actual people about it, um, not just tweeting something that's trendy or changing a, a profile picture. Um, in MMA, I agree. we are we are we are pretty dead this week. We do have a card we coming got a fight, up, dude. Donald Cerrone's fighting this week with another striker. Yep. Which means he's just going to take him down because the dude's from the UK. No. Yes. No. Donald Brown. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. He stands with people. He, he stands. He's got too much to lose against Darren Till. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have anything to lose. If he loses to Darren Till, you don't think that... He's going to 155. Back down? Even the USADA days that make it very difficult? What's that? Even during the USADA, USADA generation that make it very difficult to drop weight? Yeah, he's fine. He he's a big 170. You remember when he finally went up to 170? And you're like, oh, man. Yeah. It looks way more like his natural weight. Mm-hmm. Not even natural weight. It looked like he was still dropping to 170. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I I mean, if Kevin Lee can make that weight, he can. 
Um, yeah. You with staff infection? Mm-hmm. Freaking speaking of that, man, let's go to that real quick. Okay. Kevin Lee being like, oh, uh, yeah, when I got on the scale, I couldn't even really remember what was going on. And then DC being told by Dana White that they shouldn't talk about a staph infection. How in the world do you let that guy fight with a staph infection? Then when no one else will talk about it, good thing Joe Rogan was like, yeah, that's staph. And then everyone was quiet. And it was like, why in the world is everyone else quiet when Joe's like, that's definitely staff. Yep, that's staff. Everybody see the staff? Yeah. yeah. He Cornier. shouldn't be fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. DC. Both DCs. Dominic Cruz. Daniel Cormier. DCs. DCs. Um, and, I mean. And he was like, I don't even remember getting on the scale. I don't even know how I did that. It's I think like, that was more for the weight cut. Well, no, it is. But he had staff. And staff makes the weight cut that much harder because your body's sick. He blamed it on himself. Eh, I he, mean, yes, he, probably. He said that he was on weight the night before, and he did so well at making weight that he took the morning easy. That's what he said. Well, He's, and I'm he said that you read that because I didn't see that. Yeah, he, that's what he said. He said, um, I was actually at the best weight cut I've ever had. I was good to go the night before. Um, and then the, the morning of, um, I took it easy. And to the point where we got so close to game time that they were getting boiling water and dumping it in the tub. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. Why boiling water? So he had to put the salt in too and make it so he could drop it oh, quicker. There's just scalding water. So. Cause that's safe. And it reminds <laughs> I mean, it's the same. That's a conscious. All I'm saying is it's a conscious decision. Like he, I mean, there's this big talk about weight cutting, but there's a safe way to do it. And I mean, they had the athletic commission actually like with doctors look and make sure there's a, they have guidelines for this um, that are outside of the UFC and they've, they've recommended the UFC adopt them. Cause I think if it was up to the UFC, um, like just outright, they would have told him he couldn't fight. They wouldn't have given him another hour, but they said he has enough water weight in him that he can safely cut the weight. So there was an actual doctor that saw him and they gave him another hour. And it was, was it, was, it a, was it a doctor represented nope, by the UFC? It was not. Nope. No, nope. it was a, it was a independent doctor. Yeah. I can't remember exactly if it was Nevada state athletic commission or if it was USADA, but he was seen by an independent doctor and it's not even, there was a guy that talked about it. I, it, it, it all seems like, and from Kevin Lee's own yeah. admission from the athletic commission, the UFC did nothing wrong in this case. And he put him pretty much put it on himself. Interesting. Except letting him fight with staff. That's, I don't, I don't know. But now it's that always that weird seed of doubt. Like, well, let me let me fight him when I'm 100 percent healthy. And it's like, no, man, you got owned. He did good the first round. Yeah, well, anybody can do the first good the first round. That's like Tim Elliott did great against Demetrius Johnson the first round. Oh, Cody Gadelia looked great against Jessica Andrade and uh, Joanna Janjacek in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chel Sonnen looked bad against Joe John Jones in the first round, but if. He would have got to that second round. He would have won. I mean, you can say uh, that about anybody, really. Well, I mean, I mean, Travis looked great in the first round against me with that that guillotine. But when we went when we went back and wrestled five years later, I got right up. Uh, Justin <laughs> found out some way to make weight cutting about him. Everybody, I did. <laughs> Everything's about me. Um, no, I. I don't think he got that owned. I actually think actually think that he did good through most of the fight. Um, he he's just not as good at at jujitsu as he thought. Like I know that he talked about how terrible Tony's uh, ground game was, but I mean it's obvious. Like he actually should have got him the first time. He should have got him in the triangle. Yeah, 
Um, and then it seemed Danny thinks, or was it you or was it Danny that was telling me that he essentially gave up and gave him the triangle? Uh, it wasn't me. It was Danny then. But no one, I mean, no one's been choked by triangle in a very, very long time. I know. I and know. so there's, I mean, there's a lot of. That was actually of, a great night for submissions. Who, else, who else got submitted? Uh, pretty much everybody. Um, Verdum submitted. Oh, well, yeah, of course. DJ submitted. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Ray Borg. I mean, they were good submissions. Yeah, they were legitimate. Yeah, I forgot. I mean, it's been two weeks now, so I'm, I've am i already kind of moved on, even though it doesn't make any sense to have moved on. That was, I mean, it was, it was a, a fun good, card. It I was had a good a fun time. card, yeah. Mm-hmm. From what I caught, I actually really, I, that was one of the better cards that I've seen in a long time. So I'm trying had, to like, almost no hype behind it. I feel like the whole month of September was full of cards with no hype behind them, and there was a card almost like every single week. Yeah, I can't be watching all December, of them. Dude, December is going to be fire. You've got December 2nd is Holloway, Edgar, and Overeem, Naganu. You've got the 16th now, which is freaking Lawler versus RDA and that whole card. And then you know that the end of the year card is always amazing. Either the, in the either end of the year or beginning of the year, right? I got to go back and listen to... <clears throat> our last year's podcast. Cause I think I made some pretty outrageous claims that didn't happen. And I, I want to call myself out for it. I'm pretty excited. We should all go back to our predictions. No, your bet was that everybody that was holding a belt at that time, other than I think Joanna would lose their belt and DCA or DJ, I think. Yeah. But Amanda Which is didn't pretty solid. Amanda didn't have it in January. Did she? Yeah, she did. Wow. And I thought she was going to lose it. She only fought once. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, that pissed me off. But yeah, Darush and Dunham was a draw. That was a draw? There was two draws that night. I thought Dunham won. There was two draws. Oh, and then Venata and Green. Vinata I didn't watch that. Did you watch that? Yeah, it was way good. They said that it was supposed to be like fight of the year style. It was pretty good. It was it was up there. It I was, didn't I didn't watch it. I need to actually go back and watch it. It was supposed to be that good. Yeah, it was it was good. Um it wouldn't have been a draw if Lando so did you know what happened in that no, fight? No, no, no. So Lanata Lando Venata um, had him on the ground and he was striking him and then he kind of like got up on his on his uh, on his feet and right as he was getting ready to get up as well he anticipated him getting like standing up and he threw a knee right to his head when he was down on all fours technically <sighs> still and he just knew immediately like Venata just got up and walked off because he just he knew and you could tell he was pissed with himself yeah. Um, and green right yeah Probably he, green. Yeah, he just uh, he took some time to recover. He didn't take the full five minutes, and then they got back up, and he had a good showing after that. Um, took some rounds off of him, but if that wouldn't have been a – that should have been a 10-9 round. Yeah. So, so I, he could have won had he not – I think it was a majority decision. Or, no, it was uh, – what's the word I'm looking at? Majority even, draw? I think it was – Where each one wins one round, and then one person scores it a draw. Yeah, yeah. Majority draw. Yeah. Um. It was yeah, a good fight, though. I, mean, I heard it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, I could go back and watch that, absolutely. I watched the undercard, which... Oh, and then Brad Tavares beat Talos Latest. Talos Latest needs to retire, just like Cote did. But, yeah, you could kick my ass. But, yeah, no, the, the main card was good. That's all I watched. We got home for the main card, and I was impressed. Um, I really enjoyed it. Verdum, uh, obviously... What do you think about that with Verdum taking over... For Mark Hunt as the head of the what is it the Australia card, the Brisbane or whatever it is, where Mark Hunt made a comment about slurring his speech and not being able to remember things, and and Dana saying that's why they used it to pull him, and Mark Hunt saying 
that. <clears throat> so anyway, long story. This is a very long story. For those that don't know, here's a very, very brief history. Mark Hunt fought Brock Lesnar. Bro- Brock Lesnar pinged hot for steroids. Mark Hunt flipped, was really mad, was going to do a, a lawsuit and all of these things, basically saying that, you know, he didn't know it and they let him fight anyway. Um, then they set him up against Derek Lewis and he won. And then he was set up to fight Tybor or someone like that. He did not, uh, but this entire time he's complaining about everyone being on steroids. And every time someone pinged, he would basically bring it up. John Jones, so on and so forth. Um, and so he did an article with a kind of a, I don't even remember which MMA outlet, but basically saying that he was slurring his words and he would had a hard time remembering things. <clears throat> Dana White and team use this for a reason to pull him from the card. You talk to Dana White and he's like, Mark Hunt and I, you know, we might not have the best relationship, but you know what? Sometimes we have to protect these fighters from themselves. Mark Hunt is going off on um, Twitter and Instagram just saying that Dana White hates him, that he's taking him out because he's, you know, trying to sue the UFC for it everything that's happened. was much more explicit than that. Well, yeah, well, yes. There are a lot of foul words, and people were writing Mark Hunt poetry on Reddit um, <laughs> using the same formatting and, and punctuation as Mark Hunt used in it. And it was, it was, pretty, it was like haikus, but Mark Hunt haikus. Um, but that's basically what happened. So what's your two cents on that? Do you think that the UFC would pull him because they don't like him? Or do you think it has to do with his health? He put himself in that position. I mean, let's say let's take the loss. Like, so the lawsuit is irrelevant here. It's irrelevant. You think one hundred percent? If in this context, if he would have said that and there was no lawsuit, regardless, no lawsuit at all, and the UFC pulls him for that, good move by the UFC or bad? Good. Because then who cares? They like, want him, don't want him to die because that's that's if it's his health, it's his health. Mm-hmm. Like. Even if they wanted to get back at him and they were looking for anything, you said it. And in any other context, we're applauding the UFC for it. Um, now, if they are doing stuff like that to subvert the fighters, it's like because of the lawsuit. Uh, like, that's a different discussion. But at, on its face, we have to just... If you're slurring your speech and stuff, you need you need to have a CAT scan. You need to have um, some neurological tests done. Like, yeah, I mean... We can't have like Ali in his sixties in there fighting, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, and didn't for the to side with the UFC on this, didn't they pull Cain Velasquez after he did an interview about smoking weed for his back issues and that it wasn't actually getting better or something like that? They read it and they pulled him from the fight, and he was like, "No, no, no, I was ready to go." And they're like, "Then why did you do this interview that basically said that you weren't ready to go and you had nagging back issues and were using medicinal marijuana to help with the pain?" And so they pulled him from it. So I guess. I mean, at least they're staying consistent. And I guess that's one of the biggest arguments in their favor that he's not the first one to be pulled from a card based on a, a medical interview-ish that he gave to an MMA outlet. So, I don't I don't want to fault anybody here because um, I think that he... I, and I know I already kind of did, so I, I apologize. But I think he should let people know about that. I think he should probably let the UFC know and his inner circle know before he goes to the media with it. Um, and then on top of that... Um, you got to get, I mean, the UFCs, they've got to, they can't let people fight like that. If Robbie Lawler is saying, I'm not ready to fight, mm-hmm. and then he signs a contract, but he hasn't done anything to like address it, like, you can't let him fight. Like, you, it's anybody, you know? It's, it's unfortunate because this is how Mark Hunt makes money. This is how he supports his family. Um, he's not going to be a commentator anywhere. Like, I mean, he's been around since the Pride days. Yeah. 
where like you fought anywhere, anytime, no matter what your medical condition was. You could have you could have a blown out knee and need arthroscopic surgery, and you're still going to fight that night because that's the only way you can pay for the surgery that you need. Yeah, he's a badass, and I hate to see that happen to him, and I hope it doesn't have anything to yeah. do with the lawsuit. But at the end of the day, querying on the side of caution, you can't fight. I mean, that's it. Seems like. A lot of people argue, right, that the UFC's got USADA just because they were trying to sell. In fact, if you haven't listened to the last podcast, that's one of Todd's big arguments. But you look at USADA, you look at them pulling fights where people say that they're injured, you look at weight cuts, it honestly looks like they're trying to move towards a more healthy and and long-lasting sport for the athletes that are involved. I mean, if you're a CEO... And it goes one of two ways, right? You either do whatever's best for you and money, or you have to look forward. You have to look at everyone else in your institution and provide whatever's best for everybody. The longer people can, can compete, the longer big names can compete, the more money they're going to continue to bring in for the organization. So when you establish USADA, when you establish weight cuts, when you establish you know healthy regiments that you are kind of tracked, you're, you're helping yourself in the long run, but you're also helping a lot of these athletes who have no future plans after fighting and are going to have all kinds of mental and physical issues based on, based on the fight game. If they don't have another business set up, at least they have their mental and physical health to take with them at you know 35 or 40 when they have to step away. So I don't, do I think Dana White gives two shits about anyone in the UFC? Yes, to a point, and no, because I think it's still about making money. Mm-hmm. But now it's not, right? He's a multi-billionaire. It's still about making money for the WME. He's not a billionaire. No, maybe no, not a billionaire. Sorry, he's a multi-millionaire, working with billionaires. But at any moment, he could step away and not care. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I hope that he's making a last last ditch effort, not to unionize, but to at least provide these guys a little bit of health going into their longer years. I mean, he did pay freaking. Chuck Liddell, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to be a PR spokesman, and Matt Hughes. All those dudes lost their jobs as soon as he got on, but he took care of his own, right? Yeah. So maybe he's doing that for his other fighters too, just making sure that they actually don't freaking die in the ring. Yeah, man. Um, we're eventually going to see it, I feel like, and that's that's what's scary. Um, I don't ever want it to happen, and it already has, right? Yeah, like we can't We can't let the smaller promotions... I think Carvalho, was that his name? Was I think it was Ricardo something. The Carva- guy. Carvalho, the guy that trained with, with Conor McGregor. He didn't train with him. But they knew, oh, he's at the he car. at the car, if I remember. Maybe he did. Yeah. I, I don't think he was at SPG, but um, anyways, what's that? I shook up Conor. He talked about it. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's what's going to happen to all of us. Like, we have to have that. Com- be a lot better to have that conversation beforehand. But um, what was the other guy's name? The boxer? Tim Haig. Tim Haig. Uh he shouldn't have fought that night. Nope. And, and maybe Big, Mark Hunt shouldn't fight that night. We don't know. But and Bigfoot Silva's been knocked out eight of the last ten fights he's been in. Mm-hmm. And he's still fighting. Well, I mean, what happens if we go through, like we let him, and there's only like a percentage of a percentage of a chance that something bad happens. We have so many fights. Even if it takes 20 years, we're we're going to see it eventually. Yep. And we got to figure out what we're going to do about it. But Especially with the Legends League in Bellator and everyone being like, it's all right. They're still names. Like I, I still like watching the Legends fight. And it's like, those are the dudes that are going to get killed in the ring. I mean, their brain isn't wired the same to be able to just go out and come back. It might just go out and be done. Yeah. Um, <sighs> that, got, that got dark real quick. 
Actually, it's kind of slow. We spent a time on that because it's important. It is important, man. Um, the fighter health. And I mean, it took years for the NFL, right? They hid CTE and they hid all of the studies and they had pediatricians as the heads of neurosurgery in the NFL. Like what in the hell? Kids are dropped on their head all the time. They're <laughs> fine. Um, the only kid that we know that got dropped on his head is definitely not fine. Is that because of that, though? <laughs> Let's, I, I like to blame it on that. That way I hate him a little bit less. Once. And moving on. So full circle, back where we started. Donald Cerrone versus Darren Till. So you like this fight. Break, break I like down. Donald Cerrone. Do you know anything about Darren Till? I know he's British. I know that in his picture on the UFC, um, UFC.com on that, uh, it's him, Donald Cerrone, and uh, some uh, portrait Zett. of Paige... a chick that's on his arm. No, it's Paige Van Zet. Is it? <laughs> you never. <laughs> so let me break this. This is actually a funny story. Um, that's amazing. So hold on. The last time he there. he beat he beat Bojan Belochik or whatever his name is, and the story is that I think he was on the same card as Paige Van Zandt or something at some point, and the joke was I think it's either his girlfriend or like somebody. But the story was, and the rumor was that he got a tattoo of Paige Van Zandt on his arm. And so <laughs> MMA Twitter still gives him a hard time. They're like, remember when Darren Till got the, the tattoo of Paige Van Zandt on his arm? And so uh, he's had to deal with that since he got that tattoo of people giving him a hard time that it's Paige Van Zandt. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so good. What happens if that arm gets broken in an arm bar? What does that mean for their relationship? Is that an omen? It could be. Um, Poor Paige. Their relationship's <laughs> done. Him and Paige. Him and Paige broken. Um, that's about it for this card. Um, no, Carolina. Carolina's back. Jan Blakowicz, who, if you ask me, actually beat. And, well, he didn't. He beat Gustafson striking, but Gustafson out-wrestled him. And so, I mean, that, that dude does have a future. Marcin Held's on here, even though he's lost, like, every single fight, his last one's. Anthony Hamilton's on the card. Sam Alvey's on the card. On the card. Nobody's watching Fight Pass. Lobov versus Feely. You're not gonna watch T Rex Arms. No, that's the one I would stay away from. Except for Feely, looks like Ryan from my old. Your work. boy Warley Alves is on here from Tough Brazil. That one I'll watch. I'll watch that fight. Aspen Lads on here, man. Josh Emmett, who came in and beat. Uh... He knows who's Aspen Lad is. <laughs> What the hell are you talking about? Come on now. She's 5-0. and oh. You know who Aspen Ladd is. Who doesn't know who Aspen Ladd is? I don't know who this yeah, Oscar Piachota is. Jonathan Wilson? I don't even know who they are. Lena Landsberg's name's amazing. She's the elbow queen. Yeah. She, she better come out like this. Yeah. It's actually just a, a crown made out of elbows. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll watch it. Brian Keller's on here. He he came out and I think he beat somebody he wasn't supposed to beat. You're just you don't know any of these people. And I actually bet on him. No, Stop. no, no. Yes, Stop. I do. You don't, you don't know any of these people. Brian Keller beat Marlon Vera and he came in last minute and he wasn't supposed to. The internet knows that you don't. No, he lost to Brent Marlon Vera. He beat Yuri Alcantara. You don't know this. And then I actually bet on Marlon Vera against him and Marlon Vera won and I won some money. That's not true, everybody. I don't know. Here's what I don't stuff. understand, man. Why are Artem Lobov and Andre Feely on the undercard? I feel like if you look at Wilson versus Piochota, Pio Ch- Pai Chota, 
I chode? I'm sorry, Oscar. If you ever find me, you pie, won't. Pie chode. Um, then why are Jonathan Wilson and I just don't I don't get it, man. I feel like touchy feely should be higher up on the card, especially because freaking Jonathan Wilson's coming off of two losses. Why why is he starting off the main card if he's coming off of two freaking losses? Everybody that is diehard is just going to roast me for this, but I don't know who anybody is on this card. I don't know why. Like, I don't like, I feel like they just threw darts at a board and whoever got hit by the dart gets put on the main card. I know one person in each one of these fights. Other, yeah. No, I know one person in each one of these fights. He's lying. That's not true. I know Marcin Held. I know Anthony Hamilton. I know Brian Keller. I know Sam Alvey. And these are without their first name showing. I know Artem Lovov and freaking you Andre just click Feely. On it, their names come right up. I know Warley Alves and uh, Wallhead. I can't remember his first name. And then Aspen Ladd and Josh Emmett. That's, I didn't click on anything. My yeah, computer wouldn't move that clicking quick. away. I'm great. You've been clicking away. Just everybody. admit that I am better. Better than me? Yeah. Yeah, I'll admit that. And then everyone else. No, no, definitely not. No. I, I do feel bad not. for Sean Shelby because I, I wonder how many helpers he's got helping him make these cards because this would be a hard card to, to set up. I mean, half of these people don't even have pictures in UFC.com. Yep. At least they at least have a female blacked out character now instead of making it look like males are fighting females. <laughs> <sighs> Literally doesn't mean anything, regardless. Jody Escobel, we actually watched her fight too. She lost. Where? She lost to somebody. No, maybe not. She must be coming straight over from. Uh, she must be coming straight over from Invicta. I'm looking up a picture right now. What else? What else we got to talk about? Uh, so, same gentleman that uh, we talked about like four weeks ago. That fought, uh, went to Texas and did the boxing match. Oh, yeah, that guy. The guy that I work with. Did he win? Lose? Oh, he got destroyed. It was a bronze medalist oh, shit. in the Olympics. <laughs> um, and he was pissed because his corner threw in the towel. Like I said, I'll, I'll let him kind of. Uh, Is he going to come on? We'd love him to. I was actually going to see, but he has a. He actually got offered a fight at back. Madison no Square idea. Garden. Yeah. Bellator? For what? No, 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 no. Boxing. Oh. Yeah. Because they, they need a tin can for him to, like, someone to pad their record or what? Well, like, no so. offense to him. Hey, he's you know he's not I mean. an idiot. He knows. Yeah. He just loves fighting. He's actually super, because they threw in the towel on his last one. And like I said, I'll let him explain further if he wants to. And he was super pissed that that, that happened. But I'm glad that they um, did. They should take care of their fighters. Uh, well, he, uh, I would love to have him on. But, yeah, I thought that was super interesting. I mean, I would, I would. I think this is what I would do if I got that. I would hire a professional photographer. Even if it was me getting knocked out, I would make a big like portrait to put on my wall, like an 8 by 10 of me at Madison Square Garden. Because like, if anybody's like... And it, it would have the audience blacked out because I'm going to be fighting at a time on the card where nobody's going to be there. So it's going to be like... It's going to be heavily like just saturated with black. But I mean, with the big lights and everything, like how awesome would it be just to have a picture of Madison Square Garden? It'd be amazing. I can um, agree with that. I mean, that's like freaking Jordan always being able to say he was picked up by freaking Vladimir Putin and put back in the... On a on a, on a a carrier. On a carrier. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing story. <laughs> Came down, picked him up, took one, him over to Russia. One time we did the podcast at my house, and then another time we did it at your house, and then another time we did it at Travis's. Like, nothing interesting about that. But what if we podcast at Madison Square Garden? Boom, that's oh, a story. Yeah, or in Putin's house. 
Putin's house. Yeah. I like it. Invite us, Vladimir. Donald Trump, make it happen. Can't can't associate ourselves with him, Justin. Oh no, Stop. I'm pretty sure there's a ton of MMA fans that vote for him. Stop. You take oh so I I can't You're do the, being the, the hashtag. I can't do the hashtag. You're being meeting. inappropriate. <laughs> I see where we draw the line. At Donald Trump, but we can support Vladimir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just turn a blind eye to the body count. As long as he takes off his shirt and rides a horse, everything is. We could okay. do the Arrested Development thing and just have it in Saddam Hussein's palaces. <laughs> there you go. Get arrested for treason, those light are, treason. Yeah, those are balls. Light treason. Oh, those are balls. Those those, those are balls. That's not Iraq. Those, those are balls. Light treason. <laughs> not not like normal. Just Maybe light treason. Be in trouble for light treason. <laughs> Dad, you're being arrested for treason. First time. Never heard of a second. <laughs> that freaking show. All right. So after that, can you imagine being busted twice for treason? <laughs> John Jones will be the one to do it. Uh, Snowden. He's never been busted twice. Been in Russia ever since the first I mean, time. That's what I'm saying. But so if he came back, he could get busted twice. If it can happen, John Jones will do it. Yeah. I can agree with that. It's just like, how was I supposed to know that when I went to Russia, they were trying to set me up? I had to go back because I left my wallet. He was running back for my wallet. Uh, this is a rental car in Russia. I was running back for the, the, the government, the government uh, documents that I left and my weed. And uh, I happened to get caught. Just light treason. It wasn't my fault. I thought I could. It wasn't my fault I got caught. I just happened to be running by Khabib wrestling yeah. a bear and somebody was taking a picture. I thought I could outrun the Red Army and it didn't happen. <laughs> Apparently, all of those dash cams that they have on every one of their cars. Catch me on Lively. Yeah. Take really good pictures and everybody's got a dash cam. Who would have thought? So after this week's card, we can talk about this next week, but we got Derek Brunson versus Leona Machida. Maya versus Covington, dude. That's a weird fight. Yeah. Maya's just trying to stay active. Yeah, I mean, Covington needs to make his way up, but I almost feel like they're like, cool, Covington, you want to run your mouth? (laughs) Yeah, how about you take on Damian Maya? Sure, sure, yeah. I'm going to give you a backpack. It's 170 pounds. They should have just showed showed Mark Hunt that fight. You honestly think that we dislike you? Look at Colby Covington. He runs his mouth just as much as you do, and look what happened to him. You got Damian Maya. Who could they do that to to Mark Hunt though? Nobody in that division. I mean, Stipe. Stipe beat him. Brock Lesnar again. Pretty, yeah, Brock just wrestled him. I just Damian Maya, man. Anyone that fights that dude, and I understand. Good for Covington for stepping up and being like, "Fine, I'll do it." But and the fact that he's twelve and one is weird to me. I thought I th- I saw him lose, and I probably did like four years ago, and I just remember it. Warley Alves, your boy, who's fighting this weekend. Your boy. He beat, he beat Brian Barbarena. Thank you. Max Griffin. Don Young Kim. His biggest win. Wang. Wang Anying. Yeah, man, that's that's about it. Oh, UFC Winnipeg, December 16th. That card is shaping up to be something pretty. Robbie Lawler, RDA. I think mm-hmm. RDA is going to look small in that. But mm-hmm. I guess Cerrone looked about the same size as, as Lawler, so maybe not. Jose Aldo versus Ricardo Lamas. It's great. Where's Aldo? Number two. There he is. I don't think I don't think Aldo has any problem with Lamas. I think it's unless he's slowed down a step. Mm-hmm. Lamas is awesome, but I feel like his striking is a little bit slower than Aldo's. 
I feel like he's a little bit uh, less rounded Edgar Ricardo Lomas is. Mm-hmm. Well, he'll beat anyone below him, but anyone above him probably has got his number. It is. That whole division, well, now Holloway's in the mix. I can't forget about him now that I've been proven wrong. But uh, it's like Edgar and Aldo are the, regardless, Aldo is still the cream of the crop in striking in that division, and as well as Max Holloway. Holloway was faster than Aldo, which was weird. Yeah. I, I, I got nothing for that. I, I didn't think Holloway was as good as he was. And that's a problem with being like following MMA for so long. I'm realizing is that it's hard to let go of previous fighters. Yep. And fantasy football getting destroyed. Well, look at Anderson Silva. I mean, he's nowhere near what his, his past self used to be, but all the guys that really love Anderson Silva still will bet on him every single fight and pick him at every single fight. And it's like, He's not knock out in a second. He's going to yeah. have one round of filling it out, and then he's going to knock him out. Mike Perry versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. That's a fun fight. It's a fun fight. Misha Sirkinov versus Glover Teixeira. Also a fun fight. Jared Canyonier, Antonio Rogerio Noguera. Noguera's going to How'd they get so many sleep, Brazilians man? on the card? I thought all of them were busted for PEDs, except for Maya. That's why they're taking them to Canada. Gotcha. Yeah. It's either Canada or Brazil. Eric Silva versus Jordan Mean. Jordan Mean must be off of his uh, off of his suspension. Tim Elliott versus Justin Scoggins. Two guys that are not really going anywhere until DJ vacates. Mekadesi's back versus Abel Trujillo. Man, that's a good one. Bangbos versus Chirico. Alessio Di Chirico. Let's look at this dude. I think this is this is the Argentine or the Italian guy, if I remember correctly. Oh, it's not showing his face. Show his face. WTF. Nonetheless, I'm really excited for that fight. It's really bizarre. That I don't understand why Winnipeg, especially in December. I mean, I probably would have passed up on it. I don't want to go to freaking Winnipeg in December. Hopefully we don't have any Winnipeg listeners. They're left now. You hate Winnipeg. They're going to be so, yeah. What do you mean, eh? Give us the card, and eh? now they really hate we're, you. We're fans, eh? Dude, did I ever tell Cerrone you? Cerrone got this in the bag. The 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 big, eh? Um, I made a parrot. What was the parody on? I made a parody on on was Reddit. On, was it on parrots? Um, oh, that's what it was. It was for Future War Cult and Destiny. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I made a pledge of allegiance to Future War Cult about. Uh, it was from the Pledge of Allegiance of United States, and it was just like this. We can all get behind this. We all support Future War Cult, which is a dumb. It's a dumb clan, essentially, everybody yeah. that doesn't understand that. And it was just a stupid throwaway uh, comment. And he got very upset with me because he wasn't American. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just make one. Do you guys, does Canada have a Pledge of Allegiance? I'll make one for Canada. That's like when. And, yeah. and then he, he just took that time to tell me how stupid America was. I still made it. I'm not, I won't. That's like every time we were in in Europe, and we'd be like, "Oh yeah, we're from we're from America," and they'd be like, "We're Canadian. We're from America too." It's like, okay, sorry, yeah, we're from the states. Sorry that we just happened to talk to some Canadians. Out of all of the weird random people we've met here, we met with the Canadians, and we're like, "Hey, we're American too." All right, so I'm I'm just gonna start referring to Canadians as Americans yeah. and Mexicans for that matter. Yeah. So what we're going to start doing is actually going to Europe and be like, cool, let's go talk to that random guy that looks like he hates people from the United States. Then tell him you're American and not Canadian and see what, let's see how quickly it changes mm-hmm. that you're now not Canadian rather than American. That's what I love 
about Spanish has a word for it. Estados Unidos. Huh? Estados Unidos. No. Estados Unidos is, is Catalan. Catalonia. We're gonna we're gonna become our own country. No, he's got those guys banned or uh, put up for whatever. Um, what are you talking about? You mean the the military police beating them up trying to vote? No, there was just two guys that got arrested for like dissension or whatever the hell the word is. Um, the slight tyranny. Light. Light tyranny. Um, but yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Stounding the Nancys. Okay. It's, it's a hard word to say, but it's United Statesian. Estadounidenses, something like that. It's it's uh, it's it just it translates to United States, Ian. United and States I said Ian. that forever when I got home to just despite people. Um, I've never heard that. Oh man, last thing we need to talk about: Mickey Gall claiming that he is oh. the, he is the person. Oh, the person also, that started all the talk. Also, made comments about him yeah. on Reddit because yeah. he bugs the hell out of me. Which, yeah, sure. Mickey Gallstone, am I right? Yeah, so I'm screaming. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, wait. What are the comments you made on him on I'll Twitter? Read, I'll let me read them to you. Or on Reddit? This this is kind of, this is trash posting for sure, but I don't even care. He could beat my ass. I get it. Also, don't care about that. Yeah. Um, we would so both, somebody, we'd both lose to CM Punk. Absolutely. Yeah. He said, uh, it says, Mickey Gall in a blog post says, I'm going to give Randy Brown the worst night of his life. And I said, and some guy just put, bro, this sub- subreddit is on Team Randy Brown. Now, what is this? And I put, Team anyone who isn't Mickey Gall. Yeah. And then um, I put on another comment on that thread, well, I'm sure you will give him, as if I was speaking to Mickey Gall, the worst months of his life leading up to the fight, meaning he just runs his mouth. And I said, how has this guy not called out Greg Hardy yet or the Green Power Ranger? Because <laughs> the only people he picks a fight with are people he knows he can beat that just have a name that are just getting into the sport or eighteen year olds. Apparently, John McDessie's calling him out, calling him a punk. Says he's really mad at his they were former uh, training partners. Hmm, haven't heard a word on that. Weird. Weird. Yeah, I don't even think Mickey Gall has a fight schedule, does he? Oh no, Randy Brown, yeah. right? When is that? I don't care. I probably won't watch it just to spite him. I think Randy Brown's a much better fighter. I think if we all just collectively just decided to not watch Mickey Gall fights, regardless of who he fights, that would just be the best case scenario for the sport. Mickey Gall admits that he hurt John McDessie while sparring and he felt awful about it. (laughs) He's like, but for real though, I'm going to step out of character for two seconds. I really did hurt him and I do feel bad about it. UFC 217 in New York. Can we get a content cop on on Mickey Gall. Um, That's um, what we need. Oh, he's fighting on the Michael Bisbing GSP card. Damn it. Why does he get MSG? That's number stupid. Number one on the prelim card. He didn't even get pushed down to the prelim. I'm going to get food at that exact prelims. time. Curtis Blades, the heavyweight, with the only one loss to Naganu, is on the UFC five pass prelims. Corey Anderson and Patrick freaking Cummins are on the freaking five pass prelims and Mickey Gall and Randy Brown made the Fox sports one prelims, whatever, whatever time Mickey Gall fights. That is the time I'm going to go to Chili's to get chips and queso. Can we talk about or send me on your way to your house? <laughs> and then I'm, no, that would defeat the purpose of me missing Mickey Gall. Can we talk about Walt Harris being the like smartest man in history? I don't know that person. He's a guy that he was submitted by Verdum in like the first 35 seconds. 
he's on the UFC 217 card, which is like two weeks from now. So he got a full payday other than a win bonus by losing to Verdum and is fighting less than a month later and getting paid again. He knew. He tapped so quick. Oh, man. I get it. He was getting too paid. He was like, dude, I'm not going to get hurt here. I lost to Verdum now. doesn't do anything to my record. I'm just going to make a paycheck. Mm-hmm. That, that, oh, I get it. That yeah. quick 20K. Smooth move. Walt Harris. And then I'm going to go fight again and just a couple cards. Did you hear about poor freaking Mark Godbeer, the guy that he that, that dropped, thought that they were getting moved to the main card and then found out that he lost his opponent and wouldn't be fighting? <laughs> I did see that. Dude. I did see that. Yeah. And he said, I'm buzzing. Yeah. Yeah. That, saw poor, that. that poor guy, man. He was like, dude, I'm going to the main card. People are going to see right my now. fight. And then he found out that he, oh, dude. That's, They'll make it up to him. He's fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're fighting less than a card later. Wow. A card and a half later. And they're fighting on a card where more people are going to watch, right? Sure. James Vick versus Joseph Dovey. I'm actually, Johnny Hendricks, that's a good card too, man. Jorge Masvidal, Stephen Thompson. That's going to be an interesting fight, man. What are your thoughts on that? And then we'll, and then we'll close I've it out. I've been loving Masvidal. Dude, it's two different strikers, right? It's karate versus boxing. Well, I like his breakdown. It was interesting. He, well, first off, he was like, I've been Wait, who's, who's breakdown? Masvidal? Masvidal. Um, it was hilarious because he was talking about, um, he's just, I think it was like, like Joey Diaz too or something, but he was <laughs> freaking Joey Diaz. He's been on his podcast multiple times, but he's he was like, nah, nah, I, I'm super prepared for this fight. I've been training way hard. I have watched the Karate Kid three yeah. times. Yeah, and then uh, he actually gave a breakdown, and he's like, he only knows how to fight at one distance. I can fight at every distance. Um, it was interesting how he broke it down, just in kind of really quickly. And I can't remember any of it. And if I did, I was sound like an idiot, anyways. But it's like I actually I believe him. I believe he can. This is a very winnable fight for him. I believe in Masvidal. You got to be able to close that distance. And if you're not a heavy wrestler no, base, you don't. Tyron Woodley never did. Well, because they didn't fight exactly. So you don't have to. Well, no, and he did. And technically, Woodley did twice. He closed the distance in 25 minutes. Yeah, twice. But you've got to close it. And I don't think anyone other than a strong wrestler, which was what I was going to say, which puts Woodley in there. Anyone that's not a strong wrestler can close that distance very well. Uh, who was who did Stephen Thompson? The last boxer he fought, Hendricks is a. Uh, I guess Hendricks was a wrestler, and he knocked him out. He beat Rory McDonald by decision, and if you if you can beat Rory McDonald, I think you got Masvidal no problem. Ellenberger is a striker. Whitaker, striker, much better striker I think than Masvidal. Uh, no. But Donald Cerrone is a better striker he, than Masvidal, and Masvidal knocked him out. In my opinion, you no. Masvidal is a better, like full on speed striker. Cerrone might be more precise. Masvidal's no, I, faster. I was saying, this is weird MMA math. I was saying, Cerrone is a better striker than Whitaker, and Masvidal knocked him out. No, dude, Whitaker is a freaking man. I, I mean, dude, I've been I've been on that Whitaker freaking not hugging since he won the Ultimate Fighter. As dumb as that and it sounds, finally paid off. I mean, but he also lost to Court McGee way back in the day by split decision. Clint Hester, Brad Tavares, Uriah Faber, Rafael Natal, Brock Br- Derek Brunson, Sousa Romero, and he's gonna be Bisbing. That dude's a stud. Whitaker, man, Whitaker, Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Half smiling, half sad. <laughs> Just like Harrison Ford. And with that, 
You got anything else to say? Nah. Congratulations to Juliana Pena for not beating up your husband enough not to impregnate you. I uh, can't wait to, for someone, your daughter, to learn martial arts and fight people in bars and theaters as well. And with that... Or us at this point. Or now, us now. Justin. Yeah, your baby is going to come thanks, out of the Justin. wound and kick our asses. With that, thank you for tuning in to the One Speed MMA Podcast. Bye. We appreciate you. Bye.